Hello, and welcome to The Kink Perspective. My name is Chris. I'm a psychotherapist and consultant. On today's show, I want to dive into the topic that, a topic of thought that emerged this past week during, in a session with one of my clients. It is a topic that's kind of close to my heart, particularly within our BDSM community, some other alternative lifestyles as well where we really contrast the difference between embracing our own sexuality and feeling reduced to the mere sexual worth and how profound the differences those two things are. Now, our affinity for sex is a deeply personal and human aspect of our lives. It is about celebrating our desires, our wants, our understanding of our own boundaries and being true to ourselves without conforming to external expectations. This authentic exploration of our sexuality is a crucial part of our identity and our mental well-being while we're at it. Now, as a therapist, I often emphasize the importance of understanding one's affinity for sex and how that's okay, why we can have our desires, you know, how healthy it is to actually pursue it. It is about recognizing that our sexual inclinations, our preferences, our fantasies are an integral part of who we are as individuals and the human experience itself. Now, this recognition isn't about fitting into a any societal mold per se, but acknowledging and accepting ourselves on a fundam- fundamental and human level. And that's what's quite important because a lot of the times as we get into these conversations about our own sexuality, sometimes we find it most difficult to talk about or we're not necessarily comfortable. Often we'll hear, you know, when we are, I believe sex is actually one of the more difficult conversations to have. Why? Because there is more taboos around it. And if you look at it this way, we know for the most part, the majority of the planet has sex or has had sex. That's why we are all here. But we're often told don't discuss politics or don't discuss religion because they're too controversial. Well, the reality is if you just start discussing sex, which is healthy in an age-appropriate setting, I think personally that this is a way for us to become more comfortable with certain subject matter. So I have reduced this kind of down because I didn't want to get to the point where we're just saying, you know, I'm a sex fiend or I really just like sex. I really want to keep this under the guise of understanding our affinity for sex. So what is that? Our affinity for sex is a fundamental aspect of our human experience. It goes beyond the physical. It's an intricate reflection of our innermost being. Acknowledging and embracing the desires represent a journey towards comprehending ourselves at a profound level. It's an acknowledgement that our sexuality is interwoven into the, every part of our mind, our emotions, our bodies. And in this acknowledgement is a potent, very potent affirmation of our individuality. Now, societal norms often attempt to stigmatize or suppress our sexual desires, deeming them inappropriate or shameful. Of course, there are stigmas that do go different directions. Typically, right, um, as long as we've known, if a guy is sleeping with a lot of girls, great, he is a stud. If a girl does it, we tend to shame her as a slut, right? Well, thankfully, over time, for the most part, things have changed. We're not really 
focusing on the amount of people somebody has been with anymore. We are just enjoying the person we are with. We are also understanding that it's okay to have a healthy sexual life that is going to be free from judgment. And we, as we've moved through this stigma, I mean, I know I realize it's still there, but the reality is, is that we are slowly getting to a point that that's not really something that is affecting each one of us. Now, however, recognizing these desires as part of being human can be profoundly liberating. It's about realizing our right to experience pleasure, connect intimately with others, even ourselves at times, explore our bodies without the weight of judgment. And this understanding, often supported by psychological insights, aids in shedding the societal guilt and shame that sometimes comes with it. From a psychological standpoint, our sexual desires are intricately connected to our mental well-being. Our desires, preferences, and how we express them are influenced by our unique psychological makeup, our past experiences with relationships, our family connections, and yes, societal conditioning. Embracing and understanding these desires allows us to align our actions with our authentic selves, promoting a psychological congruence. It's about accepting that our sexuality is a crucial aspect of our identity and that denying it can lead to a serious internal conflict and disconnection from our true nature of who we are and how we find ourselves in the world. Now, our sexuality is a complex interplay of psychology and biology. When we understand our sexual desires from a psychological standpoint, it empowers us. It allows us to decode the intricate relationship between our minds and our bodies, leading to a deeper connection with ourselves. When we embrace our sexual selves, we unlock a path to self-discovery and self-acceptance. Through this journey, we learn that it's not only okay to like sex, but it's a becomes a fundamental part of our psychological makeup, deserving understanding and compassion, not one riddled with shame. And it is okay because, you know, in the beginning when we are especially going through puberty and we're experiencing new, we're, we're going through hormones and we're really starting to put a foothold into the world and we're noticing girls and we're noticing guys and we're kissing that first person and our hearts racing a thousand beats a minute, we can feel all of these things. And it starts to shape our lives. We start to desire, we start to figure out who we are desiring, what persons we want to date, what persons, you know, in time we may want to lose our virginity to. And it's not a race. If we like to have sex, it's not a race. I will state that I think it needs to be done, you know, in a framework where there's obviously consent but as we grow older and we move past that era where we're in much more sound judgment and we're exploring our desires it is healthy but also there is another side to having that our like and desire for sex and then being reduced to that sexual worth so I want to give this little bit the disheartening reality of this topic. Feeling reduced to the mere sexual work in the eyes of society, partners, or even by our own family. And it is an experience that far too many people 
have grappled with, especially within the context of alternative lifestyles, BDSM, um, swinger lifestyles. Not everybody is appreciative of those things that people do. Society has often has a way of simplifying our identity, and I do agree that overlooking the intricacies of uh, that make us who we are and valuing, valuing us primarily for our perceived sexual desirability reduces us to a specific box. Now, being reduced to our sexual worth is a dehumanizing process. It's as if society stripped away our selves, who we are, are these complex beings and individuality, and distills us distills our identity into a singular dimension, just our sexual appeal. And then, frankly, this is reductionist, and this view regard disregards the depth of our character, our intelligence, the richness of our emotional landscape, and who we are as a person. It's a shallow perspective that objectifies and commodifies individuals, focusing solely on the appearances rather than acknowledging the dimensions and the vast landscape of our humanity that we are now forging. The, psycholo the psychological impact of being reduced to a mere sexual object, object is a complex interplay of emotions and perceptions. It's not merely about how others perceive us, but it's also about how we end up internalizing these perceptions. It can carve deep into our psyche, leaving emotional scars that affect our self-esteem, our self-image. When we are viewed primarily for our sexual appeal, it can invoke feelings of worthlessness and inadequacy. Now for some, that can be a rush as well. They may just have the desire. That's a different topic for a different day. However, this specifically being only sought after because of your sexual appeal can leave an emotional toll that can cause anxiety, depression, stress, a profound sense of disconnection from our true selves. Furthermore, it can taint our view of relationships, making it harder to trust, let alone harder to form authentic connections with people. Because then we are always questioning are they only with us because of the way they look or the way they think we may perform in bed? Are they not with us because of who we are? Now, unraveling the layers of how being reduced to a sexual worth can be profoundly impactful for each individual. It affects not only our mental health, but our capacity to form genuine connections and navigate the world with a sense of worth beyond the superficial. And that's the important part here. Now, for argument's sake, I want to kind of contrast these two perspectives, our desire or our affinity for sex and being reduced to just our sexual worth. Now, it is a crucial comparison, and the difference between cherishing what we like sexually or enjoying sex for that matter, and grappling with this distressing experience of only being reduced to our sexual worth in the eyes of society or somebody else or a partner. And we understand, as I said before, our affinity for sex involves celebrating those unique desires and boundaries and expressions and erotic fantasies that we might have. It's that affirmation of ourself. It's a fundamental aspect of our identity that makes us feel better and allows us not only to connect to somebody else, but a lot of times just let us connect to ourselves.
But if we look at the other side, where all of these, you know, romantic interest or family or society looks at this, this can often fall short. And it becomes a nuanced understanding that we're only desirable because we have sexual appeal. And like I said, it relegates us to a very small window. We are just put in a box and that's, we are told that's our worth. And being primarily valued only or solely based on the sec- or perceived sexual desirability is reductionist. And it doesn't count for anything of part of our humanity, who we are, what we do, what we think or how we feel. Now, if we know that we're looking at and acknowledging our sexual selves and our desires, this then leads to our tendency to categorize or objectify, often looking at our worth on multiple levels. It's understanding that, yes, we can engage in sexual activity because we like it. And this then becomes a juxtaposition that highlights the importance of self-acceptance amidst the societal pressures or romantic interests or family pressures that we might face so we can reclaim our own identity. But this isn't just an intellectual exercise. It's a journey towards understanding that we can be empowered by embracing this. And if we're looking at only or only focusing on the fact that um, I can't, I can no longer, no one's saying you can't enjoy sex, but then don't just let that be who you are. That describes your worth. That's your value. Because the impact of moving from that, you can like sex and remain positive about yourself. And enjoy yourself. And that doesn't matter who you are. But if you are being looked at by people and they're only seeing you in a sexual worth view, then you have to ask yourself, why do you want to engage with them in the first place? And how much harm is that going to actually cause you in the long run? If they are, are they investing in the relationship? They're not investing in the relationship. Then why are you with them? And this kind of leads more so into this mental health area and the relationship dynamics. Now, how do these perspectives impact our mental health or our relationships? Now, when we embrace our affinity for sex, we celebrate and understand our desires. We find a sense of liberation that's positive, right? And they influence our mental well-being and we know we are actually enjoying ourselves. It's about owning our narrative and understanding our boundaries and fostering healthier relationships with ourselves. Now, if we're looking at that, on the other hand, where, you know, we're, it's been reduced to sexual worth and then this detrimental effect, this can have a very detrimental effect on our mental health. Inadequacy, like I mentioned before, anxiety, low self-esteem, stress, even depression. And this becomes this interplay between the highlights and the lowlights of how we are wondering how society thinks about us and how we think about ourselves. And we have to guard our, guard our own mental health against that. Sometimes we have to be able to tune some of these things out. Now, in our relationships, 
these dynamics play a pivotal role. And if we are embracing our affinity for sex, it allows us to be more open. It's fostering healthy communication, which that's one of the crucial elements to a healthy relationship. And it fosters a space where partners can express those ideas and desires and fantasies and fetishes and everything else that comes inside of a dynamic when we're in with somebody. Now, conversely, when we feel that our partners reduced us just to that, they're only dating us because they think we're really attractive and we have nothing else to bring to the table, so they're completely disregarding who we are, it's going to strain a relationship. It's going to definitely erode trust, and there's probably not going to be too much understanding between the two people. Now, if we reflect on how these perspectives affect our mental health and relationships, this becomes a step towards moving forward, towards self-discovery and growth. And we have to sometimes sit back and say, you know, have we done this to somebody? And what's that say about ourselves? Have we objectified somebody and just said, you know, we just want to have sex with them, nothing else? Then why? Now, if that's if they're fine with that, and that's okay, if they like to be objectified, because there are some people who do, and they're in their own space, and they're comfortable with their own body, and it's not going to affect them, that's fine. We're consenting adults. But if not... You're potentially setting, you're potentially setting up the cause to hurt somebody emotionally, at least not harm, but more than likely hurt, at least hurt their feelings. And that's not what we're about. We need to make sure that we're striving for a point that we can like sex, and that is okay, and we can be supported, and it supports our mental health, and it supports our emotional health. And we don't have to worry about being ridiculed just because we do. And conversely, we also don't want to walk around and then just say that's all that's all the worth that we bring to the table. We bring nothing else. So now we actually have to sit back and ask ourselves one thing. Uh, the personal impact of all of this and these decisions that we're going to make about our sexuality or how if we're the ones objectifying someone or if we're being objectified, how this then shapes our life. So our self-worth is really at the core of this. It's our being. Now, if we're, we embrace ourselves, we embrace our sexual selves, this can elevate our self-worth immensely. But sometimes when we are overlooking and that's all we, we are also sometimes concurrently reducing ourselves to our own like for sexuality. Now, First, we, we understand, as I've talked about before, we really have to accept ourselves and accept ourselves authentically. But this acceptance extends beyond the sexual realm and influences how we view ourselves in totality. Now, I understand we like to celebrate our desires and acknowledge that our sexuality is an intrinsic part of our identity. But being reduced over time by partners and relationships or marriages to our sexual worth erodes that erodes that self-worth it erodes trust it distorts that self-perception and when our partners or potential partners or even in the hookup culture we are reduced through this objectification just to our sexual desirability it undermines our identity and we begin to have a distorted sense of self. And this is kind of what I've been grappling with with my client, where we're unraveling all this time 
where it's not that they're not allowed to like sex, and that's not what I'm saying. They can, but over time, what has happened is in that pursuit, that just became the pursuit of the relationships for this person. And these contrasting experiences um, really played on this individual's mental health for decades. And when I say decades, I'm talking two, three, four decades now. And this resiliency that we have to develop, sometimes we don't even know when, when that's happening. That we're building up or we've reduced ourselves just because we would now want to be close because then at that point we're not even seeking validation we're just seeking seeking affirmation from someone oh well you like me great well i like sex so you like me so yep cool we're just gonna have sex and we're not really building any connections anymore because we're also now had because we've experienced so much of this personal assault on who we are we've had a hand in reducing ourselves down to our just our core sexual being and this changes our entire perception i know i'm a little bit all around on this one today but it is it's really a there is a lot of crucial links here and our psychological well-being it's it's really linked to all of this and we have to find this balance between liking and enjoying sex and liking that part of yourself and who you are and not letting yourself be reduced to just a mere sexual object. And that is a very difficult part. And it does, for for very many people, for a lot of my clients, it does reduce their self-worth. And it does put them into a span of, am I going to be worthy to be with anybody else? Is anybody going to want me to be with any, you know, am I going to spend the rest of my life alone? Am I going to be wanted by somebody? And we really get into this navigation of these thoughts and we look at all these contrasting experiences we're having because then we look back and, you know, each person we've been involved with, it's just been a hollow or empty shell of a relationship. There was no substance there. We didn't connect with anybody. There was no emotional transference. We didn't do anything. And... We were no longer, we stopped our self-awareness. And the, yeah, sure, society has things to do, but it really becomes these one-on-one interactions that has these, I believe, much more severe impacts on who we are. It's not, again, I'm not saying just because you like sex that there's something wrong with you. I'm not. We all do, or for the most part, many of us do. But... If we're not reflecting on how that delif- <clears throat> delicate balance is going to go, if we're going from relationship to relationship and we're just wanting to have sex or we're just seeking someone out because they're looking, you know, they're really sexually attractive, then where are we going to, where is the connection ever going to be forged? It's not. So I think personally, our affinity for sex is. It's vibrant, and it's an intricate part of who we are. It is a celebration of these desires and our fantasies and our erotic play that define our own sexual identity. And that's a really vital aspect of who we are 
and our it, it really plays a, a strong role in our well-being and creates much healthier relationships so sexual expression inside of a relationship that's you know you you have equal footing and you're sharing communication and trust and you're building a bond can actually make your sex life better but when the world or people reduce us to just our mere sexual worth it becomes a narrow perception that fails to grasp any depth to who we are as a person at all it commodifies people it dismisses our complexity and we're no longer worthy of anything just beyond the surface of who we are and it lasts this this has a lasting imprint on our mental health our in our relationships us moving forward and what we're going to do because also word spreads this is all this person is good for they're a great lady call x you know he'll do this or she'll do that and that's all they're reduced to so while we embrace and encourage open dialogue for understanding and consent inside of our relationship and our we take hold of our sexuality we have to also strive where our value is not just measured by the superficial but by the depth of our character and if you reflect on your own experiences and belief regarding your desires for sex and what others may think of us, have these ever shaped your own self-perception and relationships? What steps can we take to foster a society or inside of relationships that recognizes and values our multiple levels of our own personal worth? It is an introspective journey. And we really have to sit and kind of think about these things because, you know, if I wasn't bringing this topic up, I only bring some of these topics up because I experience them in, in therapy with people. And so they're vital and they're really, they're playing on people's lives and they're leaving these lasting impressions. And I guarantee this particular client isn't the only, well, I, as a matter of fact, I know this is my this isn't my only client that's experiencing this and that is can be quite upsetting for some people so let me know what you think in the comments below I'm going to leave a question based on this uh, please like and subscribe if this is the first time you're listening if you're following me on the Spotify app I do ask if you would rate my show please rate it five stars if you really liked it Please leave, you know, I'm going to ask a couple of questions. Please leave an answer to the question. I'm going to post this on social media. Let me know what you thought about this. What, What's your idea of the difference between, you know, our affinity versus our affinity for sex versus what, uh, you know, being reduced to our sexual worth and how we think that might play out. Until next time, everybody, be safe and stay kicking.